Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellas. This is Peyton Zignego here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Happy Friday, everybody. It is the end of yet another week, and today I'm feeling like the week felt like maybe a snail made of water. I don't know how a snail would be made of water or what that exactly would entail, but that's just what I feel like this week has been. It's been very slow and yet very fast, as I feel a watery snail would be. Now, one may argue that snails are already partially composed of water, and to be completely honest, I'd argue further that snails cannot be defined by the laws of solid-liquid gas because they fall in between a liquid and a solid, much like fire does. If you just heard a bunch of rattling behind me, that was Tapioca's contribution to the podcast today. She's playing with a tinfoil ball. Now, doesn't that just sound like a delightful time to be having right now? What a time to be tapioca. Back to snails, though. You see, they're technically solid, I'd say, because they're an animal. However, they're coated in slime and almost entirely slime-like, and I feel like, therefore, fall into more of a liquid category. I have the same problem with jellyfish, of course, where they're jelly, which is neither liquid nor solid, in my opinion. But, of course, I am not a scientist. I have no jurisdiction over the realm of what an animal chooses to be or not to be, aha, Shakespeare quote. However, it is still my job as an informative host to question these things and to allow you to question them too. Do you think snails are solid or liquid or perhaps gas or maybe none? Jellyfish the same. I think I might explore the question further, however, not entirely sure how much information I'll be able to get out of it. I could ask my friends who are all scientists, but I feel like they may laugh at me and just go with, you know, the big universal answer, which is that they are solid. I just don't subscribe to that. You know, I like to do my own research on this sort of thing. And by research, I mean getting laughed at by a bunch of people who go to science school while I go to an art school. All of my friends are scientists. It's weird. Well, all of my friends from high school are scientists. My friends from college are all art students because they all go to an art school. Yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, away from the debate on snails and jellyfish, and I would like to provide one quick tip that I missed from yesterday. Yesterday, if you have not listened to yesterday's episode, which I recommend you do, just after you finish this one, of course, is I talked about some tips about podcasting that I've learned personally, and I was taking a sip of my water bottle and talking about snails and water, and I realized I forgot to tell you one of the most important tips of all, which is keep water by you when you're recording. Seems either, duh, why wouldn't I think of that? Or, oh my god, yeah, I should do that. Either category you fall into, it's a good idea because one, your mouth gets dry while you're talking a lot, and two, you know, stay hydrated, gotta take care of your cells, and they need water, or so I've been told. So unless you are a snail composed of water, I recommend you keep some water by you so that you may stay hydrated and your mouth can stay free of the dryness. You want your mouth to be a flourishing oasis and not a desert. This has been Analogies with Peyton. Now, once again, moving on and changing topics, yet again, it is Ask Peyton. That's right, it's Friday, which means that it is time to commence my Ask Peyton segment. So every day of every week, except on weekends, because I don't post episodes on weekends, I advertise my Friday episodes, which are a segment of Ask Peyton, in which I ask you to ask me questions. It's a complicated process, but in the end of it, I get questions in my email inbox, and then I answer them today. 
If you would like to submit a question for next week's episode, because unfortunately, if you email me right now, even if you're super speedy, I will not be able to answer it because I do not possess the qualities of time travel, even though I wish I did. Perhaps that is something that watery snails possess. Maybe not physical bodies, but time travel. Who knows? Certainly not me. But in any case, if you would like to email me some questions, you may do so at Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N, at storyarkark.org, and I would be thrilled to answer them. Thank you so very much. Now, I did remember an interesting story back from high school on my Monday episode, which again, if you haven't listened to, you can go back and do that after this episode. Today's Friday's episode is sort of a conglomerate of topics from previous episodes, so I'm sort of making a, a weekly end It's really tying everything together. I think it's quite nice. But in any case, I remembered a story that is quite interesting about how I made friends in high school. How, you may ask, because, oh, I don't know, maybe you want to make friends in high school or you would like to know how I, someone with so much suave and charisma, could have made friends in high school. Uh, Suave and charisma are used very loosely in that context. By the way, I, I wouldn't say I have much suave and this example is not a very good showcase of charisma, but I shouted at them, just screaming in the locker bay. This was done mostly in reference to a podcast that we liked, but also because, golly, if you're not going to make a statement, then don't shout in the locker bay. We tell this story to each other a lot because it's quite funny, and we can attribute the fact that we're all friends to the podcast Welcome to Nightville. So not only did that podcast get me into podcasting, but it also got me some friends. So honestly, Welcome to Night Vale really does a lot for people. This is not a paid testimonial. Anyway, my soon-to-be friends were in our locker bay, and, and one of them had a locker pretty close to mine, and I overheard them discussing the podcast. And I didn't know anyone else who liked it because, you know, it wasn't really something people talked about a lot outwardly. It was more references made with friends as they were doing. And so, being natural, I shouted back a reference at them because what else am I going to do to get their attention? They make one reference, I shout and complete it. Does this seem like something any sane person would do? Not really, but it did get their attention, so my goal worked. And from there, (laughs) the rest is history. They realize that, hey, I am very desperate and also am into the same stuff they are. And what do you know? They're making t-shirts for Night Vale and we have had them ever since and they're very cute. The four of us have matching t-shirts. We're adorable. Okay, we wore them for Halloween. So cute and nerdy. But the moral of the story, because I like to give morals here on my podcast, is that friends can be found in the strangest of places and also by shouting loudly at people. Do I recommend doing this in most settings? Not really, but if you feel like shouting would really garter that extra added effect and get you the attention you want from those people, do it. Go for it. Don't let anyone tell you that shouting can't bring about positive change, because it can. Now, if I was into selling, you know, snake oily stuff on Facebook, I would tell you that screaming can change your life for the better in just one simple step, opening up your mouth and letting it out. But that's not what I'm here to promote. I'm just here to say that, you know what? Sometimes you gotta shout to make some friends and that's what it's all about. Perfect rhyming. I think that that is the new jingle of my podcast. That is all well and good, but back to the questions at hand. We have a question submitted here from a John who asks, Peyton, are there any conspiracy theories you believe in? 
This is a fantastic question, and I believe, if I am here to assume correctly, came about because of my love for cryptids that I have shared here before. I mentioned that I took the opportunity of writing an essay to turn it into a paper about Mothman and all of this stuff. But yes, I do have a love for cryptids, and I also have a love for conspiracy theories. Though, not so much in the fact that I believe them per se, but more so because I enjoy the sort of craziness about them. See, I like the paranormal and cryptids and all that because there's more plausibility to them in some way. Whether or not you believe in them, I do to some extent. I just think that maybe the world is a bit more fantastical than we give it credit for. And since it can get a little heavy, you know, that I like to play with the idea that maybe there are some funky little fellas living in the woods somewhere who are just here to have a good time and look like Mothmen. So that aside, there are some conspiracy theories that I have put in considerable research just because I enjoy it and I think it's fun. This is another thing I will say right now is that if you have some weird interest like that, oh man, please share it with me. I don't care what it is that you have put hours of research into, but I would love to hear about it. You can email me, hey, maybe I'll make it a segment where I interview people with strange interests. I'd love to hear about them. Anyway, back to conspiracy theories. I do have another school story to tie into the sort of continuation theme of the episode. So in my senior year of high school, I was in this class about astronomy and the stars and planets and whatnot. And we had a class period where the juniors were out for testing. And so the sophomores and the seniors were stuck in the class and there were mostly seniors, but a couple sophomores and the class size was, I don't know, 10 compared to the like 35 it was before. So really my teacher had no choice but to come up with something for us to do to keep us occupied that wasn't actually work that the missing juniors would have to make up. So he decides, okay, there are lots of conspiracy theories about space. Why don't you make a PowerPoint presentation about why one of these conspiracy theories would be true? So people selected their conspiracy theories and then off we went. I was really into it, like way into it. So I decided to choose the conspiracy theory that the moon landing was faked. It was a pretty interesting one, and I think it had more backing than some of the other ones that people had chosen, if you can call it backing. You know, some people were like, the moon is made of cheese and whatnot. But no, I just went straight for the classic, the moon landing was faked, because this one goes pretty far way back, all the way until, you know, the moon landing happened. So we ended up making a, I say we, however, it was mostly me, because my teammates were like, you know what, Peyton, you're a little too jazzed about this. Why don't you just handle that and then we'll just present it with you. And I was like, oh, okay, good deal. I went way into it. I found all these sources about how there were people who said that the moon landing couldn't be real because of the technology shown to be able to be produced in Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey because he very accurately recreated sets that would look like on space. And so we had the ability to make it look like there was the moon landing. So clearly, how could their moon landing actually happen, right? It could very easily be faked in a studio setting. And not to mention that there are pictures of the flag waving and there's no wind on the moon. And one of the pictures I remember was this rock that had a sea carved into it. And people were freaking out about that because how could a rock have a sea carved on it if it wasn't placed there by a man's hand, Stanley Kubrick. And there was this whole thing about how every single tragedy getting to the moon and every spaceship explosion was NASA trying to get rid of the people that thought that they could just share this with the world because it was all about beating the Russians. 
if you're interested, I recommend going and looking into it because it is hilarious. And that is what we presented. And I went so into it. I was basically wearing a tinfoil hat for my presentation and ranting and raving and pointing and shouting and got so into character because I'm a theater kid at heart. My group was scared. My teacher was very scared. And at the end of it, he gave us the raving review that he had never wanted to die in class more than when we were talking. And I think I really showed people, showed them that I was a little too into conspiracy theories and had a little bit too much fun with that. But you know what? I was a senior. I was going to have fun. And fun I did have. So moral, if I can find one in that for you, is that you can have fun with anything. And sometimes it takes pretending you're a crazy conspiracy theorist to have fun in class. But you can have it. And also conspiracy theories and the whole cryptid scene and everything very fun. Very interesting if you want to look into it. And if you know more about a certain conspiracy theory, I would love to hear it because, like I said, I'm all for these things and I think looking into them is super interesting and these sort of mindsets and thoughts people have. Basically, if you can draw a map and put red tape on it and sort of have that all laid out, I want to know about it because, by golly, it sure sounds like it'll be a heck of a good time. Now, speaking of a heck of a good time, I sure hope this episode was a heck of a good time for you. However, that is all the time we have together today, unfortunately, and that will be the end of it for the week. So I do hope that it was a sweet end to it, getting to hear about my conspiracy theory classes and making friends and whatnot. I've had a lot of very weird antics go on at school specifically, and if you would like to hear more about them, please let me know because I would be more than happy to go on and rant and rave some more and share all of the things I got up to in school and still get up to today, though less so because I don't really go outside much, so I can't really get up to any shenanigans, but I'm sure I'll find a way, life finds a way as they say, but... In any case, I will have to leave you, so I do hope you had a good time today, and I hope you continue to have a good time throughout the weekend. Make sure you have a good weekend, and I will see you again on Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. Stay safe out there. I will see you on Monday. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out.